Hello, this is Level Up with Shay. I'm Shay, and if this is your first time, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Good to see ya, or hear ya. Can't even hear ya, but hi. If you aren't following me on Instagram already, pull out your phone and find me at Level Up with Shay. I pull out clips from your favorite celebrity artists giving their own advice and also some sketches of myself being silly. So that's fun. DM me, say hi, tell me what you're up to. So on today's episode, Nikki Endress talks about storytelling and creating your future through telling your own story. I'm fascinated by this topic because we tend to, including myself, wake up in the mornings and immediately think of what happened the day before, right? And this is scientifically proven. I mean, not by me, but, you know, by scientists. (laughs) Anyway, I think Nikki has some really great stuff to say about this. I hope you enjoy. You talk about storytelling and telling your own story. You just, you love storytelling just in general. I kind of want to know more about that of, no, I feel like this life is, you know, a canvas in a way, right? Mm. We get to paint the canvas of our life. We get to tell our own story, write our own story. So how do you find yourself telling your own story? And and also, I, I think we can get in this habitual way or thought patterns of waking up every day and just kind of being reminded of our past and then just perpetuating that into our future, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. My therapist would say it's because the things that feel familiar feel safe and right, even if they're not. So that's why history repeats itself. Yes. And we can do that as artists if we want to really build something and become this person who we admire, become like these other people that we admire. Sometimes it can be hard to break out of those patterns. But if we can understand how to write our own story day in and day out and keep pushing that envelope, then, you know, we can wake up each day and have a blank piece of paper to tell our story. So, you know, how do you tell your story and keep pushing the envelope and keep it going? Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. I guess as an artist, and especially as an actor, stories are so important to me because they're who we are. Even the word history is story. (laughs) The story told by the people who won the power game, who won the Game of Thrones. But stories are such a rich, multidimensional way to focus on specific, oftentimes very complex things that we experience as human beings that need to be contextualized or um, given uh, dynamics to bring out certain features. Because talking about a thing directly is often too overwhelming um, or too confusing, or it's just contradictory. There's no right or good, perfect way to see it. So I think stories help give us context and texture. And so when it comes to one's personal story, you know, we don't know the future. And some of us, you know, we can't all just graduate therapy in one session. So (laughs) it's like, when it comes to writing our own stories, I think a lot of it has to do with kind of radical acceptance I guess I, I, a little bit on purpose, a little bit finding it by accident or through other people that I respect and trust, like a lot of Eastern philosophy, Buddhist and Zen philosophy and Taoism. Well, and even the AA prayer, right? It's, you know, the wisdom of knowing what is in one's direct control and what are things that are not. And 
letting go of the need to control, um, and I would even say the need to dominate, the need to be right, the, like letting go of the egoic things that center my own self-protection, psychological self-protection, you know, above everyone else's own need for to self-protect. I think there is a way where we can all protect each other. And there's no one right way. But for me right now, I guess what I would say in writing one's own story is think about it as a self-fulfilling prophecy that without knowing the future or controlling the future, we can still prepare for the best case scenario. I do believe in self-fulfilling prophecies. I think that we set ourselves up to experience the world in a certain way and a very basic, it's not magic, it's psychology. It's like, if I am more interested, and the thing is, it's genuine interest. It's not about, I mean, you can fake it for a little bit because I think neurologically, like just to get in a habit, just doing the thing gets us there. But it's like, just by assuming, <laughs> radical overconfidence, assuming I'll figure it out. Assuming I'll be okay because I trust that I'm smart and capable and I can ask for help. No matter how hard life is, no matter how much my culture tells me that I'm not worthy, I can resist. I can make friends. I can find support. I'm not alone. Reminding and telling ourselves these things and then doing them, I think is fundamentally helps us carry on into the future, even in, in dark times especially in, in dark times. But also it can be very simple. It's like making a mission, vision, values for your own self. You're the CEO of your own life, right? I'm an entertainer, so I think about my branding. But for me, brand is values. It's, it's the values that I talk about publicly as opposed to any of the ones I keep privately. And again, because I'm me and I'm used to airing out all of my personal information to strangers at the grocery store, um, this is just my life. Like for some people, they might keep their orientation more close to the vest. Maybe they're not in a safe place to be out. No shade. Like you got to take care of yourself. But for me, you know, I want to be, I think about the future. It's not even what I want to be someday. It's who am I today and how do I want to contribute to the world today so that I can enjoy that in the future? So if I want to be, if I want a future with more emotional literacy, more emotional dexterity, a more open-mindedness, you know, open-heartedness, then that's what I want to be today. And I'm not perfect. Maybe I'll never be perfect. Maybe I'll never be any of those things. I'm kind of a naturally egoic, self-involved, selfish person. And I can say that because I've made peace with that. But And also, now I feel like I can behave differently. I can change that. What I say for myself is prepare for the best case scenario. You know, if, if I want to be a number one on a call sheet, I don't wait to act like a, one in one, a number one on a call sheet. I do today things that a number one on a call sheet does. And for those of you not in Hollywood, when you work on like a television show or a movie, the number one on the call sheet is usually is the lead. You know, they're the person who carries the show. And what some people outside the industry might not know is that why you know, these people, you know, sign away their, con you know, or sign away, they don't sign, the, the contracts are so big. And oftentimes these people get paid a lot of money. It's not just in like the marketing and the selling of, the product at the end result, it is the day-to-day -day emotional captaining of the ship that is the 12 to 16 hour day that everybody shows up to do for weeks, for months at a time, um, sometimes on location away from their families. You know, the film and television industry can be really hard 
just physically and, and exhausting, even though a lot of us love it. A lot of us, you know, would love a little bit more humane hours. But um, the, <laughs> the, the thing is, it's like, it's a huge responsibility to be an emotional leader. It's something I admire. And I've, I've worked with a few who are really just fantastic. Um, on one day at a time, Justina Machado is a great example of a great number one on a call sheet. She just showed up for work every day with gusto and love and humor and um, just a spirit of having fun and collaboration um, with, you know, the deep understanding that what we're doing is important. And the showrunners too, Gloria and Mike on that show. It's, so it's like, it's, it's, it's that kind of emotional leadership. And I'm like, you know what? I can be a number 47 on a call sheet. I could show up for one day and make a lovely monologue and then disappear and never be seen in six seasons again. But I still want to show up to that set bringing the best of my talent, the best of my preparation and the joy of working with other artists. And it's genuine. This is my life. This is what I've chosen to do. It's what brings me happiness. And hopefully someday I'll have a show and continue to do what I've already been doing and it won't feel foreign because I've prepared myself for that kind of work. Woo, that was great, right? I want to leave you with the quote from the wise Buddha. But first, if you enjoyed this episode, you think it was five stars, could you do me a favor and go to Apple or Spotify podcasts and give it a five star rating and review? I would appreciate it so much. I think Buddha would too. Okay, the quote from Buddha. Each morning, we are born again. What we do today is what matters most. There you go. Some wise Buddha straight from my mouth. Thanks, Buddha. And whether you're listening to this in the morning, afternoon, or at night, just remember what you do today matters most. So make it count. Thank you so much for being here. It's time to level up.